Hey, Miracles. Did you know we have a Twitter? You can follow us at the Ladypod Pals. Keep up to date on episode releases, polls, artist highlights, hot tea, and your thoughts. Reach out to tell us your thoughts, feelings, or ideas. Once again, you can follow us on Twitter at the Ladypod Pals. Hello, Miracles, and welcome back to another episode of The Lady Pod. Uh, for starters today, before we get into our topic, I want to say I'm very, very proud of this fandom right now. Because yeah, Zag finally decided to actually give all of the, uh, I think it was just the English dub voice actors, right? A pay raise? I believe so, yeah. Yep, they heard our, they heard our cries and they finally came through. Um, here's the thing, real quick. We're very proud of the fandom right now. Like this is one. Of, this is like one of the few times where like I'm actually proud of us. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that Zag is a good company now because they still have their demons. And doing this did not make them a better company. In fact, it it's sad that it took this outcry for this to happen. Listen, though, hear me out. We all know that every animation studio out there isn't a saint. There is no great business to be like. When you are in business, you have shady practices. That's just the basics. But the main thing here is that change can happen, especially if people make it happen and we made it happen with this one because i know disney's got its demons too we can't we can't just like slash at zag being like how dare you when disney's been doing shady shit since the beginning but there has been times where disney's like yeah no you right we'll fix this and i think zag finally got a taste of what that feels like so yeah absolutely they really needed it and i'm i'm very happy this feels like the sonic redesign all over again all right i don't believe you said what today's subject was other than making the uh formal announcement but but yes so today we have a more fun laid back uh topic uh i got 25 characters from the show and we are gonna have a discussion about what Hogwarts house they belong in, because that's one of the rules of fandoms, is that everyone must go to Hogwarts at some point. <laughs> yep. I've seen fan art about it, and of course, you know, I will say that people argue about this wholeheartedly. So, as a little disclaimer thing, this isn't set in stone, this isn't, like, diehard fact... This is just a fun little thing that we're doing. So if like your favorite character isn't in your favorite house or isn't in your house, don't don't try to like belittle or pick at it in the in bullying sense. Like if you disagree and you have your reasons, tell us on the Twitter. Like come tell us. Like if you think we put this person in the wrong house and you have valid points and a good argument to tell us why, then we'll listen. But if you just come at us and be like, no, how dare you? This person belongs in this house because I say so. 
that's not that what sources are you using none okay then don't bully just this is meant to be fun <laughs> yeah this is uh, based on our opinions i'm sure there's going to be several on this list that we're gonna uh probably have counter arguments to each other with but that's part of the fun yeah now as far as i'm aware are teachers also technically parts of certain houses as well yes uh yeah okay. when when they went to school they were most likely if not most definitely in that house and okay. every house had um had one teacher that led it yeah okay. head of yeah head of house at least one anyway so uh some of the adults that we have for the characters we're going to put them in like the teacher slash head of house scenario to see like one we can also say what subject they could be teaching and then two, which house they'd be part of as well. So we also have adults and the kids as well. So basically, 25 characters, we're just going to sort them in the house. Um, for me, disclaimer, I've never read the books. I know, I'm a heathen, right? I've only ever seen the movies. I don't got time for the reading the books. I'll listen to the audio books. I'll rent them from the library. I sit in the car long enough as it is. Um, but- <laughs> unpopular opinion. There's nothing wrong with you if you've never read the books. They're boring as shit. Okay. <laughs> I'm putting oh, that boy. in. Shots I'm fired. coming with the fire. But you've, you've read all the books, right? I've Kiko? read all of them and I own all of them. I, okay. And I've I've reread all of them multiple times. They are incredibly boring <laughs> and um not not fantastic. If you've only if you literally like like Chibi said, if you're literally like I don't have time, I do not blame you. I didn't either. <laughs> okay, and mine is I've seen all the movies. I've watched Fantastic Beasts, but I haven't watched Grindelwald yet because I kind of lost interest after Fantastic Beasts. This but is fair. This I is read fair. I read the first two books. And I didn't read the rest simply because I'm not a reader. <laughs> it's, not that's also, I, it's not because that's, I had a problem with the book. That's also a, a common thing is it's a lot of people who weren't like huge on reading weren't going to sit through a seven book series that just got bigger and bigger and bigger as the years came out. I Dude, know, the I books like, get so thick you could like kill a man. I'm using them to press flowers right now, y'all. Like... <laughs> <laughs> So, like, just disclaimer, there's nothing wrong with you. Like, there's no, you're not, like, a, not a true fan or anything like that. If all of your Harry Potter knowledge comes from Tumblr and all of the movies, there's that's totally fine. You're still valid. That's all I basically wanted to point out. All right. That's where my knowledge comes from is the movies and the internet. I have consumed way more Harry Potter information than necessary so i am prepared you're the one you're the one that's probably done the fandom deep dive i am yeah i've taken i've taken the quiz i even was like what if i took the quiz from the point of view of some of these characters do not do not say what you are do not say what you are because here's what we're gonna do is at the end of this once we're done putting each of the characters in a house then i'm pretty sure all of us have taken the potamore test but We're going to say, we're going to try to put each other in a house and why we put each person in that house. And then we're going to say what results we got on the Pottermore to see if we put us in the correct house. I love it. Okay. So, first, we're going to start with the miraculous characters because they're way more interesting. (laughs) Yes. And the first one, we're going to start with the hardest one, and that's Marinette. (laughs) Oh, gods. Because, uh... As people have said, she's a bit of a Mary Sue, and she can literally fit into all of these. <laughs> you know, I don't see all of them. 
Well, let I, me let me just. She's definitely it, a creative. I immediately I put her that. in Gryffindor. That's that's the thing. I think that too. But here here's my here's just my reasoning. So we know that Marinette does very well in school, and she scores high on just about everything. So that puts her as like a Ravenclaw. She comes up with creative solutions to problems that puts her in like a Ravenclaw Slytherin type role. Her superhero status makes her Gryffindor and Slytherin because she is willing to go in and fight no matter what, uh, which adds a bit of determination to that. And then she, even though her loyalty definitely got challenged in season four with Cat Noir, um, as Marinette, she's still very loyal to her friends. Like with um with the audition for the music video episode where she was willing to step to the side and uh, be in the video with her friends rather than take the lead and and do it with Adrian. So like so, she could fit in all of these, but simply right, because like, she's the main character, I would po- I would also say Gryffindor. I wouldn't say the main character just has to be Gryffindor, but I I mean I don't want to. But it's similar. I will say she's definitely driven by passion because we can tell she's a very passionate person. I'm not good at this. Coco? I I would definitely say that she's a Gryffindor. This is why I wanted that second graphic I sent into our chat here. And we can uh, eventually, when we post this episode, also post this in the comment of the uh, Twitter. But the... For Gryffindor, it says, like, each one of them says something different. So for Gryffindor, it says, do what is right. For Slytherin, it says, do what is necessary. Hufflepuff is do what is kind. Ravenclaw is do what is wise. And I do think all of these are valid, having consumed both of these, uh, like, uh, types of uh, Harry Potter stuff. Um, with Slytherin, she, we, she'd have to be ambitious, cunning, inclined toward leadership, proud, determined, and resourceful. And when I think of Marionette in class, I don't really see much of that. I don't really see her being like, she is a natural leader, yes, but she's not inclined towards it. She doesn't seek it out. It's not something that she goes after and hunts after. It's not something that she's like inclined toward leadership. Right. Uh, Hufflepuff, um, hardworking, dedicated, patient, fair, kind, and loyal. I definitely say Marionette expresses a lot more of these traits. Because she is hardworking, she is dedicated, she is patient for the most part. She is fair for the most part, and she is loyal usually and kind. Um, But they're also, like you guys have said, she's definitely mostly run by passion, and that is a huge Gryffindor trait. I don't consider her a Ravenclaw, not because she's not intelligent, creative, clever, witty, or knowledgeable. It's just knowledge is not her ambition. That's not what drives her. Uh, what she's passionate about is which is why I think she's a Gryffindor because she's courageous she's brave she's adventurous like I don't know too many 14 year olds that'd be willing to take on a superhero Uh, she's daring and she's still loyalty and chivalrous which is something that she continues to do because she's quite literally a superhero okay so I like how you broke this down instead of just saying she was the main character no offense to you Annie but then after like seeing this uh, picture that you have here, I definitely agree with you now. The, I agree with the, both of you now. The, the words are important because it sets distinction, not only a distinction between 
uh, the characteristics of houses, but it also can show you what characteristics or traits a character might have in common with two houses, which is something I definitely think we're going to run into. Right, yeah, Ma- like many ways. But oh, yeah, I, I, Gryffindor is my vote for Marionette. All right, but that that was because like all right, Coco the was, Sorting Hat has. Yeah. <laughs> well, Coco Coco's probably the biggest expert here, so Coco's the Sorting Hat. <laughs> I've had way too much fun taking these tests and and putting other people into houses. <laughs> I haven't I haven't really done this that often, so I haven't either. I yeah. think I did it once, and that was like when I was like fifteen. See, this is why I'm excited for this, because I'm excited for what you guys see as specific characters. Like, I'm really excited for some specific characters. <laughs> All right. So, uh, make sure you make note of this, Annie, on, on your docs. Yep, I have it. All right. Well, who's the next one, then? Adrian! Ah! <laughs> All right. Let's see. Looking at uh, Coco's uh, photo that we were sent here. I'm going to say Hufflepuff. I'm going to throw that in there. I'm just going to throw that. Because he's he's always very kind. Sorry, I'm, but I'm, I'm thinking. I mean, there he, is there is an episode that comes to mind though, and that's Reverser, where he reversed Cat Noir from being brave into being a total coward. True. So he definitely has a lot of Gryffindor in him as well. I um I want to bring this up because I know we're going to run into it later. There's a character in the Harry Potter books. Uh, his name is Peter Pettigrew. He turns out to be a bad guy, but he was put in the Gryffindor house because, for some reason, we all seem to think that Gryffindor equals good, and Slytherin equals bad. This is not the case. Well, no, I never thought that. Peter Pettigrew was a Gryffindor, which means that, to the I, via the sorting hat, he should have been courageous, brave, adventurous, daring, loyal, and chivalrous. He betrayed his friends, he killed his friends, and then he betrayed his best friend and framed him for murder and then lived as a rat for 12 years. That and was he probably was, all out of fear. And he was still a Gryffindor. And it most certainly was not out of bravery or loyalty to any of his friends. He wasn't even loyal to the uh, to the Dark Lord, Voldemort. He, like, Voldemort calls him out. He's like, you didn't come back to me because you needed me or because you wanted to. You came back to me because you were scared and had nowhere else to go. So I don't want to just immediately put or downplay a character just because they ha- might not have one of the traits in these houses. Like, just because they don't have all of them doesn't necessarily mean that they won't be. So that being said, I think he might be a bit of a Slitherpuff. Which is technically not allowed before anybody yells at me, I know, but I, I, I do think he's a Hufflepuff, but I also think that I don't think we've seen enough of who Adrian is yet. Yeah, him being a shut-in for a while, it, it's, well, it's you, hard. It's a mix of how he acts as Adrian and as Cat Noir. So I'm seeing, like, because you, okay, remember how in the um, Sandboy episode, his fear wasn't losing his powers. It was being trapped. It was being trapped, and then, of course, when he was also uh, Cat Noir, it was Ladybug uh, basically ready to kick his ass. <laughs> if you remember that one. Yeah. So, the the two things that he fears the most is being trapped and his most trusted partner turning against him. And people keeping secrets from him. 
Mm, that too. So but that's maybe, more of an irritant, like a pet. So I think I think I'm sliding then. Maybe he's more Gryffindor Hufflepuff, but Hufflepuff is definitely the biggest one that's standing out to me. I just that's, feel like okay, yeah, we're on the same page. Yeah, I just feel like there's not that Hufflepuff doesn't have a lot to it, but there's more to him than just the hardworking, dedicated, patient, fair, kind, and loyal. Do what is kind. I think he also has a mix of do what is right, but I feel like Adrian does what is right when he feels like he needs to, like when he is pushed to, yeah. versus just objectively doing it. Like how he saw that Chloe was a bully, but it took a lot of her shenanigans for him to finally be like, enough is enough. Yeah. But that so, also could be, you could also say that's because he's loyal. I definitely, like, more so Hufflepuff, but he still has some Gryffindor traits. I'd say Hufflepuffs are incredibly known for their loyalty, and if anything, I, I agree with you that Adrian is incredibly loyal. And uh, loyal to his dad. Yeah, loyal to his dad. Loyal to Ladybug. How conflicted yeah. he becomes every time he finds out. So I would say that, he, I'd say, yeah, he's probably based on the, the loyalty trait alone, actually. Like, he's definitely a Hufflepuff. Yeah, that sounds He's also right to patient, me. because even though, you, like... That's true. And then hardworking, he does do a lot of shit for his dad, and then he does a lot in school too. Because you know, if he did bad, if he got bad grades, his dad would like be like, "No, you're coming back to being homeschooled." If he didn't do the, you know, photo shoots and fencing and all of those things, he's a very but hardworking I'd, individual. I'd say that also, like, not not to not take away from that, but the fact that he does all this, I think he's driven to the fact that this means he can stay with his friends. It's not just like being on the outside. It's that he now has friends for the first time and he can only see them when he goes to school. So, yeah. Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. Yeah, Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. I'm glad we I'm glad we figured that out. All right. Gabby. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, we know which one he's me. not in. Definitely. He's not a, not a, uh, I, w I don't, because here's the thing, like, he's the bad guy, but I don't think he's a Slytherin. I don't, he's also not very intelligent. I think you can still be determined and an idiot. <laughs> the thing, he's, he's absolutely determined, to the point Definitely of insanity. determined. So, I think he's a Slytherin. <laughs> I it's I would say it's incredibly ambitious to hunt out at, um, magical objects that would give you powers, lose your wife, and then continue to use these magical powers to try to bring her back. Um, cunning. He's literally harassing two teenagers. I know it's harassing two teenagers, but like this man is being a plight on their lives. Like he is a plague upon their lives and France, if you will. Uh, inclined towards leadership for some gosh darn reason. Everybody seems to. Maybe it's the money. Um, maybe it's the fact that he is technically creative, which is a Ravenclaw, more Ravenclaw trait. Yeah. Um, but the fact that like he holds some sort of power and people either fear or respect him, I'd say that he definitely is more inclined towards leadership. Um, even he's definitely like, proud in himself. He's definitely sure. very proud and determined. And... I'd say resourceful, but I don't think it counts if you have resources. <laughs> yeah. I think it's different to be resourceful and have resources. I think yeah, those absolutely. are two different things, but out of all of them, uh, like I'd say maybe a Ravenclaw, but I, I think there's other characters that fit Ravenclaw way better than he does. So I'd say it's 
like just based off of ambition, determination, and cunningness alone, I'd say Slytherin. Um, yeah, I'm going with that. Too. I think that's fair, but he definitely does have Ravenclaw qualities about him. Yes, definitely. If, if I'd say if he was a better person and he didn't have all this crazy shenanigans going on, he would be a Ravenclaw. But based on what has happened in his life, like, so I'd say Gabriel as a child, I would put him in Ravenclaw. As a grown-ass man with some serious problems, I would put him in Slytherin. He got traded out like a, like a football game, all right? <laughs> he hit puberty and the sorting hat was like, hold up, wait, wait a damn minute, wait a damn wait minute. Wait a damn minute. Uh, I said Gabby was Slytherin. How are we feeling? I agree, hundred percent. I'm okay with that. Okay, so I'm hesitant, but he this does fit Slytherin better than he does Ravenclaw, so I think it's fair. I'd yep. say I'd still say younger him was a Ravenclaw, but I I will agree with you there. But we don't know much about That's Gabby. True, I'd say the Gabby we know the the head the... cannon. Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> head cannon child Gabby. Back when he didn't have dead fish eyes. I'm gonna All make right. a. I'm gonna actually make a note about that. I'm gonna say Child Gabriel is Ravenclaw. All right. So, what's the next character we got on the list? Uh, Alia. Oh God! Ravenclaw. All right. Ravenclaw. Yeah. Ravenclaw. Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. Ravenclaw. She, she literally created. She created a blog for a superhero and was like the first person to do. Like that's like pretty super freaking cool. <laughs> yeah. Definitely pretty creative. She's witty. She's definitely knowledgeable. Like she just like she does her own research and makes it a thing to know things. Like she goes out of her way, she goes to the museum, does her research, does all of her like like does her homework on her stuff. Like it's very important. But it's not like her main personality. Yeah. Which is why I would argue maybe she might be a different uh, in a different house, but she literally has every single one of those traits. So off of that alone, I would instantly say Ravenclaw. Well, she also has some pretty strong Hufflepuff vibes for yes. being super loyal to her best friend. Even after Marinette told her her secret, she was still true to her and was willing to trust her. Yes. Yeah. Dedicated, patient, fair, kind, loyal, hard work. I mean, yeah, I would also say that she has that. All right, well, we got to make a definitive choice is, here. So yep. let's let's break this down a little bit here. Would you uh, so would you say that the chart that I gave has any helpful indication whatsoever? Because the chart that I gave, there's there's an X going across the map that points one which house is guided by reason and which one is driven by passion. Mm, see, this that makes me swing all the way up more towards a Gryffindor because it could be a Hermione situation. Hermione was going to be put in Ravenclaw, but her loyalty and bravery alone was was so, like, it stood out to the Sorting Hat, so that is why he placed her in Gryffindor. So, that could be a situation here with either of Allie's traits. You see that as a sense of, like, Hermione at initially didn't seem like Gryffindor, but she did kind of grow into it. Exactly, which is yeah. something that's kind of happened with Alia. She started as someone who was a knowledgeable character and kind of like the man in the chair, and now she has literally been hands-on involved to the point where it like a secret. So, mm, so either so either a Ravenclaw or a late bloomer Gryffindor. Is that where we're at? I think that's where I'm at. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna look at it and see if I can come she to does, a final decision. She does do what is right and she 
does she because she's she is more of like an investigator. So I'd say do what is wise stands out to her still the most because she like even when she like all the stuff that she, I can't like what mistakes has she made? Um, hmm. Her specifically, I don't know. Other so than far, maybe revealing her stuff to Nino, yeah, but that, I think so that was that, that that semi caught. I think that was mostly because he semi caught on. But it I, was I, hard I, for her to lie to him. Yeah, yeah. So, huh, but that could but, be a loyalty thing. I would say though that her telling Nino wasn't doing what was right. Because doing what would be right would to keep the secret to keep it because the best kept secrets are the ones you keep to yourself. If that doing were the what case, is wise if, if that was the case, we would have had to chastise Marionette for telling Alia. Because we put her in Gryffindor, you see what I'm saying? So we'd have to chastise right. her for that as well. That'd be a mark against her. So I can't I can't really hold that against her. Cause in in my personal opinion, I think she did the right thing, but I'm not I'm not did, say all. I'm not God. So Well, here's here's the next thing. Did Nino tell Adrian the identities of him and Alia before or after Alia was cause oh it would be uh, it was before it was before it was the same episode. No, it was after because uh she had to be reinaffirmative behind Ladybug to tell him what was happening. It was it was Rocketeer. So she was reinaffirmative at that time i thought she that's why be. she became rena furtive was because hawk moth knew when they needed her she still needed to be uh um... that was senti bubbler oh yep 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 you're right you're right right so, yeah so she started being rena furtive before she told nino because she had to tell him i am still rita rouge but i've been hiding okay so let's right, because that let's... episode yeah uh, let's maybe break it down like this. Would we would we say Alia is more brave and adventurous or intelligent and clever? Intelligent and clever. I'd put intelligent I, and clever. I would agree because she was sneaking around in the shadows and making it like all of the stuff that she did. I would say everything leads more to intelligent and clever. I, I'd say it would just lead us right back to a Ravenclaw. She expresses the traits of other houses. As do most people. As do most people, but I think that her ability basis for who she is is definitely a ravenclaw all right yeah. so ravenclaw we've finally decided all right sorting hat do you agree okay yeah i think she's a ravenclaw all right on to the next next is nino God my gut instinct says hufflepuff simply mm. because here's, here's the thing i think early on because he was dedicated to have letting um of getting Adrian a proper birthday party. And he was willing to, like, approach uh, Adrian's dad to try to convince him. Yeah, he was pretty determined to do that. Shut up. <laughs> it was a pretty ambitious move, too. This it was. But, uh... then there was also, but then there was also the whole reason why he was chosen to be Carapace in the first place. Was because he was, he wa- he was willing to do anything just to protect Alia. He wanted to protect her very much so. Yeah, like, and specifically I think that, just Alia. Yeah, and that that I think is a strong loyalty thing. That is pretty loyal. I'd put him in Gryffindor, I think. 
uh, Coco was going to explain why Nino is a Gryffindor. Coco now feels that Nino is a Hufflepuff. (laughs) (laughs) Coco has reflected upon their actions and now believes he is a Hufflepuff. Okay. Elaborate. Just a a disclaimer, just because it's weird. Um, we had an issue with the recording, and before the recording, Coco was gonna give a nice long explanation as to why she thought, uh, Nina wasn't Gryffindor, but after some time. (laughs) After some self-deliberation, I have decided that just kind of fits for and makes more sense. Especially, I I think the incident specifically that makes me think of it is when he finds out that Adrian didn't know about how much of an asshat Chloe was. And once he finds out, Nino is way more, like, accepting of his friendship and even goes out of his way to try to be his first friend. Um, Like, telling him, like, you should get better friends. So, um, because Nino knows what it means to be a friend and he's passionate, like, all of the things just kind of, like, make me think that he's definitely more of a Hufflepuff. Alright, because as we were going through stuff, I had a thought of, like, so, Nino is, he's not as, like, main of a character as Alia, but he's hes still in, like, that secondary character realm. I'm thinking, where have we seen Nino's character get challenged the most? And that was in Rocketeer, when he thought Alia was cheating on him with Cat Noir. And it made him go insane because of his paranoia that she wasn't loyal to him. And again, it goes back to like I think loyalty is his is his biggest trait, and that's a pure Hufflepuff. Absolutely, GV. Yeah, you're in agreement. Agree- ah, agreeance. Yes. Okay. Hufflepuff. Okay. Next, I think this one's gonna be pretty easy. Actually, the next two, let's lump them together because I think they're both gonna be very easy. Lila and Felix. Hmm. I wonder. <laughs> Are they both Slytherin? No. I would definitely say Felix is absolutely a Slytherin. I yeah. would too. He's he's definitely a Felix. pure Slytherin. He be checking off all them boxes like no tomorrow. Yeah. Pure-blooded Slytherin. Because I would argue that she's also a Slytherin. I don't know. I say she might be a Ravenclaw. How so? intelligent she's clever she's witty just because she doesn't use it in ways we appreciate doesn't mean that it's not there but she quite literally manipulates people into doing what she wants she doesn't necessarily put herself out into the light so she's doing the thing she makes everybody feel bad for her so she can get what she wants versus um being more inclined towards leadership or like she's not too proud to pretend that she is injured and needs help um or, uh, like, she is determined, and I'd say she's pretty resourceful, but I'd also say conditions have been set up for her to have those resources. Like, she happens to get, like, the one thing that happened, like, with the akumatizations and the way it happens. Like, it's kind of a, a marriage of convenience, if you will, for Hawk Moth and Lila to be uh, allies. But the second one of them is in it for the other thing, they're no longer, well, I guess that could be more Slytherin. I shall have to deliberate. Yeah, the, 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 um, what you said about, like, her not being too proud to, like, not ask for help. I feel like that being too proud to ask for help, I feel like is closer to a Gryffindor than it is a Slytherin. 
Like, just that characteristic yeah, on its own? Uh, yeah, you're right, you're right. Because I, I feel like that. Slytherins are a lot more honest about, like, honest with themselves. Yes, but they're definitely more, they're going to manipulate the situation to their advantage. So, yeah. which is something I think Lila would do, though, and we've seen her do. So. Yeah, it's her, it's her getting what she wants using her own strength. And See, I think. That's, that's a Slytherin vibe to me. I completely checked out. Uh, what house did we say Lila was in? We're still kind of stuck between Slytherin and Ravenclaw, but I think we're starting to lean towards Slytherin at this point. Yeah. Well, is she wanting to be... Because I understand that she is... She does have traits for it, but do we see that? Because what if she has that syndrome where you mentioned like the whole Peter Pettigrew thing because the way I see it she is definitely intelligent she was creative enough to come up with lies on the on the spot she's definitely clever because she uses she's like she uses her like how how can I define clever it's a word it's a word anyway she has no one to stand up for so I don't see any I don't see loyalty I don't see adventurous or daring when she's quite literally just willing to like slick on to people who are going to do what she wants like a leech um courageous or brave like I don't see any of that when it comes to Lila she's more of like this is con a convenient way for me to do what I want to get what I want which brings me back to do what is necessary yeah, right. she like she's not she doesn't. What's wise she might she might do what's wise, but she's going to do what's wise for her. She's not going to do what's wise for like individually orientated and governed by ethics and proactive action. Lila doesn't give a fuck about. It. <laughs> Excuse my language, yeah. but that girl would probably kick a puppy. <laughs> All right, so Lila Slytherin. Yeah, I I'd say, say yeah. So Felix and Lila are Slytherins. They can be buddies because yeah. she okay. I would say, if we're, if we're gonna break it down, we did say that Felix was in the Slytherin category, but yeah. he could be you, a Ravenclaw. Would you say like he might be leaning towards Ravenclaw because to do what is necessary, I see Lila doing whatever she can to get either Marinette out of the way so she can get to Adrian, or to get Ladybug back for what she did. And she will do what is necessary, and that includes being akumatized for yeah, it. Yeah, that's a that's a bit of a determination attitude, which that's also a Slytherin trait. As is where with Felix, he he would do what was in his best interest and learn from it. And he was always in the know. He would always know and would gather intel to be able to be one up to have an ace the, up his sleeve having the resourcefulness to use the button on the pant leg i think that was more i think that clever. was clever but that, was that clever. does that would lead him towards ravenclaw but i still think he checks more slytherin boxes i because the resourceful one he's rich Yes, but be, like we said, uh, being resourceful and having resources are not the same thing. Yeah. I would consider monetary value a resource. Because for his resources, if like we're going to say going to somebody, 
he doesn't use anybody around for a resource. He kind of just uses himself. I mean, he uses Adrian as an excuse for things. But the only thing he can really do for Adrian is to mimic him or to look like him, basically be his clone. And that's the only thing that he can use. Other than that, Felix is doing everything himself. And the reason why he's able to do everything himself is because he's observing his location. He's paying attention to cues. He's paying attention to the people around him and different different things. He doesn't rely on somebody else's power. I'd say but... that's more insightful than it is resourceful. Yeah. And then on top of that, he does he even want to be like in charge of anything he has we don't know what his motivations are though more he had a goal for himself like with adrian we don't know enough about felix i think to make a distinction yeah we finish chewing real quick hang on i have a a thought to finish then i get because like we know he wanted the peacock miraculous for something we don't know yet but we know that he had a purpose just to get peacock because he didn't care about getting the butterfly miraculous he just wanted peacock yeah, I think if we find out in this next season, if it's power or if it is knowledge that Felix desires, then we can make a distinction. But for right now, it kind of feels like he's after power of some sort, not the knowledge. Yeah. Okay, I'll make so, a note. So as of right now, we'll say he's a Slytherin, but he is a very strong potential for Ravenclaw, depending on where he's going. Yeah. Isn't this similar to what we did with Gabby as well? Yeah, where child Gabriel was Ravenclaw, but adult Gabriel's a Slytherin. Yeah. Motivation change. It's just the opposite. Yep, his motiva- Gabriel's motivation changed from a child when he when he grew up. And, our headcanon, at least. Yeah, in our headcanon, at least. But, like, I mean, I think, honestly, it makes sense. Because he clearly was and is a smart, intelligent man who does like knowledge. He has all of these, collect- like, could just be the white man collectible thing. Um, or he could have an appreciation for knowledge and all these things, because he does seem knowledgeable. But I think with what's driving him right now, that is what makes him a Slytherin. And I think that, that like, that, like, like in, uh, what's that? What's that movie? With the people in your head. Inside Out? Inside Out. I think, like, if, if there's, like, houses in his head, uh. basically Slytherin's at the front running right now. Running the game. Running the show. And same thing with, uh, Felix. Okay. So for right now, he is in Slytherin. I'd but say so, yes. Depending on what he wanted the miraculous for, could lean towards Ravenclaw. Yes. Yeah. All right. So next is Chloe. She's definitely out for herself. So that's definitely not a Hufflepuff vibe. <laughs> yeah, she's not giving Hufflepuff vibes. Mm-mm. And she's also, I don't think that she's really book smart enough to be a Ravenclaw. Because we've shown that, like, she just doesn't do her homework or anything like that, so... I would argue that book smart is not necessarily what Ravenclaw's about. It's a part of it, but, like, that's just one box that she doesn't click, that she doesn't check. She's not checking either of those boxes. She has no street smarts, and she has no book smarts. I don't know what smarts she has. She has shopping smarts. That's what she has. Thing is, season two, Chloe, I would put as a Gryffindor. Interesting. Because I think it's similar to the Hermione scenario where she had to grow into it because her being able to admit that, like, she's done really bad things to people and, like, 
realizing that about that she wasn't as good of a person as she thought she was. Like, that's scary. That's a scary thing to admit to yourself. Would you say Chloe is kind of the Peter Pettigrew of this? Yes, 100%. Honestly, yeah. I would but say so. I would say it can go either way for her. Except her her change wasn't out of fear. Hers was out of hatred. I would say. Or like, right. like because of Ladybug not giving her the be miraculous again. I, yeah, it's because everyone that she's ever loved back has left her. I would Here. say it wasn't necessarily like out of hatred. I would say it would be out of hurt. Yeah. I'd say she's definitely more run by passion than she is reason. Yeah. So in that case, that definitely will put us between. Uh, I know it's like put uh, like it says like ugh. everybody's run by a certain level of passion, but it's guided by reason and driven by passion is the difference. And I definitely think she's more driven by passion and out for herself and courageous, brave. Like she definitely like she is brave. I wouldn't be doing that, but that doesn't mean it's not a brave thing to do. Daring. She is loyal to Sabrina, but her loyalty has... I think I, that loyalty at this point is kind of broken. I'd say a price. I, a price is the more correct term, I think. She's loyal to the cho like the people she chooses at the time. It changes constantly, but to those that she has in that square at that time, she is loyal to them. Like, when Ladybug was in that square, she was loyal to Ladybug. That's yeah. true. And Ladybug did an action to hurt her, and then she pushed Ladybug out of that square. That's, That's true. true. That is very true. So, I think it all depends on how... If she is a loyal person, it's just it's depending on how she's treated by that person she's giving loyalty to, that she'll break it. So, let's say what she's doing right now is lashing out. If she wasn't lashing out, where would we put her? Gryffindor. Yeah. I agree. I think that's right. She's definitely part of that. I'm going to make a note of that. Like, season two, Chloe, was definitely a Gryffindor to me. I think she still is. It's just that she's going through a decline right now and having a struggle in her life. And also that the writers are really bad at writing her. Um, but I... If, like... If we can get Tommy away from Chloe... And then let Zag have her and then have it where later on in the future, she's just like, I was an utter ass as a child. I She would definitely fit in the Gryffindor category, especially if like later on when she grows up, she's like, I'm hurt. I'm upset. Please help. You know, you can have someone go through a terrible, traumatic or devastating thing as a child, have them grow up to be an asshat and still understand that what they went through was not their fault. But how they are reacting to it today is. Yeah. And that is what Chloe needs to go through, I think. I don't know what the hell happened. Like we talked about in the Chloe, and uh, like not in the Chloe episode, but uh, penalty, I think it was. Like yeah. that girl is hurting. I don't know why. But I think you guys are definitely right about the traits that she show more. A Gryffindor, I think she could be a great friend and a great superhero if she just got over what the whatever the heck is going on at home. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I, I definitely, like, in-universe-wise, if she had, act, like, character development with everything, Gryffindor. And this is what she did have character development, and then they took it away. <laughs> like, she she had it. She's, is, like, still had the Gryffindor traits. 
And she still does to this day. It's just it's not for like good in that sense. She's using it for what she's going after. And that's to not be hurt or her emotions are getting in her own way. Right. She's going through a lot right now. But I do believe she is on the Gryffindor side. I don't believe any other house for her, really. So her secondary would probably be Slytherin just because, like, she is really out for herself. But that <gasps> that character mm-hmm. arc in season two that she had makes me lean her towards Gryffindor because of that actually, realization. I would actually say that if we got to see, like, the Chloe that lives in my head, so of course this is my head, which is very crazy and full of crazy things. But I would think that if Chloe wasn't going through these things and she was a different house, I think she would be a Hufflepuff. I agree, actually. I was going to say that. And I, was I, do think, I do think that she expresses loyalty to the people she does care about. I just think that she's always been taught that everything comes with a price. So that's how she runs it. And then once she learns it doesn't need to be like that the the loyalty the hard working the dedication like she's definitely been dedicated to some things i don't know what but she's right. dedicated um, and she's tried being kind adrian was like be kind to people it's not that hard and then she threw a party to try and be kind to everybody so she which, wanted to do that she just was struggling with it because her entire life she was taught how to act yeah like after meeting momsy i can't pretend that there's not like something was not right at all so I think the Chloe we would get to know would have been a Hufflepuff, not a Slytherin. I don't think the ambitiousness, the cunning, and the um, resourcefulness, I don't think Chloe's resourceful at all. I think no. she has resources. Yeah, because it's just like a Felix with the rich kid syndrome. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like, I th- if Felix were to, I think Felix has street smarts. Um, which is like a huge distinction. He has street smarts and book smarts, and Chloe has neither. If excuse me, sorry, I dying. that was aggressive. I'm dying. Oh, I think that if Felix was suddenly put into a situation where he had to live in the street, he would be okay. He'd be surviving. He'd be like one of those old paper boys stealing stealing pocket money. Chloe would just scream and throw a temper tantrum and not know what to do, and probably call her dad, who is also living on the streets it's it's a difference in how they're able to overcome their situations i think that's why i won't put her in slytherin or ravenclaw i just it's not that she's not smart it's that she's never had to be she's never had to have that survival instinct kick in exactly go all right so what's our final verdict sorting hat gryffindor okay but has the potential to be a hufflepuff Yes. Depending on if they make her character good again. Right. <laughs> All right. So, next character. Kagami. Ooh. I want to say Ravenclaw. That just came to my head. I don't know why. I want to say Slytherin, honestly. I would I would argue Slytherin as well. Let me pull up that. I need to pull up the uh, thing again. I'd say if she wasn't such a, like, honestly a badass about everything that she does, then she'd be a Ravenclaw. But this is she's true. she's driven by reason and passion, but mostly reason. She's ambitious as hell. She's definitely cunning. She's definitely inclined toward leadership. I'd follow that girl to the end of the sun. Yeah. Um. Definitely proud and determined, and is definitely resourceful. Maybe not like in social situations, but like she can definitely handle herself. Yeah. Yeah. She like, does. If, she, if we had zombie apocalypse, she'd be on my team. 
Yeah, I trust I'd trust her from a zombie apocalypse to taking care of a sick friend. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if Chloe could take care of a sick friend. <laughs> no. But she definitely does check other boxes. Like she definitely doesn't check uh as many boxes in the other categories as Slytherin, but she's definitely very I would say she's definitely very brave and daring. Absolutely. And she's also very hardworking and dedicated to her craft. I would say. Yeah. And she's think- also she's also proven that she can be kind because she seemed pretty cold when we first met her. But I think it was more from like that her mother trained her to be a robot. Yeah. But I think Sly- I think Slytherin she checks way more boxes in Slytherin than anything else. Yeah, definitely. Can agree with that. Absolutely. All right. So Slytherin for Kagami. On to the next. Luca. Um I'd say Hufflepuff. Yeah. I'd say that too. Yeah. Like, he's definitely a very creative individual with his music. With all kinds. He does, but, like, all kinds of stuff, too. Like, arts. Different kinds of art forms. Yeah. He Well, he makes stringed instruments. I think his loyalty and how he values friendship and his family is what makes him a Hufflepuff. I think his strongest asset, though, is his patience. Yes. Because absolutely. of Marinette. He has to be the most patient, one of the most patient, like, characters in general I've ever seen. Yeah, patient, kind, and fair. He is the epitome of honesty. Do, I think, he, yeah, do what is, do what is kind. Like, the amount of times, like, that, yeah, I'd say, um, I also think that if we were gonna put him into another house... Like, if he wasn't as loyal, like, as, like, as he is, I'd say probably, uh, Gryffindor. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say that too. If he was driven by knowledge, then I would put him in Ravenclaw, but he's more driven by adventure, I'd say. So that's why I would put him in Gryffindor, yeah. but, I think like, that's all the big all... thing, is, like, why is he not in school? Yeah. I feel like, I feel like if he wanted to pursue, you know, like, more ways to be wise, or I don't know. That's probably not very good wording, but I feel like he's got still he's be got in street school. wisdom. He's got street wisdom. He just he does. doesn't want to be yeah street smarts. So the two that I definitely see is Gryffindor and Hufflepuff, but mostly Hufflepuff. I see Hufflepuff too. All right, Sorting Hat, Hufflepuff. All right, on to the next. Mark, <gasps> baby boy. <laughs> hmm. There's going to be a few surprise characters in here that you're not going to be expecting right away. Yeah. So, Mark, let's, let's, before we pick anything, let's, let's go with what we know about the character. That we love them. <laughs> well, he can write. He's very good at writing stories. Mm-hmm. Passionate writer, also. Passionate writer. Uh, he's very shy. Very shy. Uh... But we know that the most important thing to him is, like, the comic working with, uh, what's his name, Nathan? Nathaniel, yeah. Yeah, Nathaniel. That's, like... I would say, though, after the Reverser episode, his shell definitely broke. Because he is so comfortable with Nathaniel. Yeah. Like, after all that happened, now that they work together and stuff, he's so comfortable with Daniel and Marinette. 
So I think hmm. he's very kind to people. He tries to be he tries to be a people. He's a people pleaser. He is a people pleaser. Yeah. Um. He's also very shy because even though like in penalty team he was really good at soccer. He's like, no, I'm not good at it. I just you know. Uh, I, I think just got deja vu really bad. <laughs> I think he's. Good? I. Hello. I'm gonna sit for a minute. You, you right. go. You go right ahead. You finish what you're doing. I need to sit for a moment. I'm getting. Got, I'm getting myself whiplash. Okay. We'll give you gotta you a let minute. the soup stir for a minute. Um. <laughs> so, right. I would. He's a hard one because we don't know a lot about him, but I love it. So. So he's definitely creative. So that would give him a Ravenclaw vibe. When he became Rooster Bolt, how did he act? It was, it's similar to, like, his social relationship with Nathaniel, where he started out super shy, and when he was Rooster Bolt, he was very unsure of himself when they were, when he had the power and they still weren't winning. But then once they had a game plan, and um, he was able to, like, set himself up to succeed, he was, he was so confident. So would you say that he was doing what is kind? And not necessarily doing, and like he was being a hero and doing what was right in the sense of being part of the team, but yeah. he was also being very kind. Like he wasn't trying to uh, be a one man show. Like how I had mentioned that maybe it could have been more realistic if he was trying to be a one man show instead of Ladybug, but it didn't fit his character. That's true. So we can tell he's hardworking because. To be very good at soccer takes a lot of work. <laughs> but he also and said that writing. he he also said that he wasn't like continuously is like, I'm not very good, I'm not very good, I'm not very good. It's very humble. It's he's very humble. And I'd say that what he was doing wasn't necessarily out of kindness. He understood and and that he also understood it was the right thing to do, but also that it was the wise thing to do. I definitely think he gives more Ravenclaw's traits. I think he does have um, things from other houses, and I definitely think that um, his uh, loyalty and his hardworkingness is definitely going for him, which is why I think he might be more of a Hufflepuff. But I also think that he does check off every one of those Ravenclaw things. I think it depends on what drives him, and I don't think knowledge is what drives him. Yeah, I agree. I think with that. it's his relationships around him that seem to drive him more because we've seen an improvement upon him once he sees more mm -hmm. friendships. So I think you're right. I think he might be more of a Hufflepuff. I think so too. Uh, like when you like uh, when you started mentioning the friendship things, I was going to get to that, but then it like left my brain, and then you brought it back. Thank you for catching my train of thought. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Also, I think to us talking about it helped you come up with a uh, with a sorting hat decision. Oh, I just got really bad deja vu like we've had this conversation before, but I think it's just that um, I have it. It's the lack of sleep and all of the melatonin I've been taking. <laughs> I'm all getting right. wiggy. All right. So, sorting hat. Mark, which house are you going to? Half a buff. All right. All right. Next one. Here's a fun one. Jagged Stone. Oh, Fuck. my God. Another very creative individual. And also very dedicated to his craft. This is, he falls into a similar category that Mark does, where he he like he has a passion and he goes for it. 
But the difference is he's definitely a lot more open, but he's also an adult. So here's, like here's the thing. He's kind of like gone through he, the adolescent motions. We know his backstory though. Yeah, about his falling out with uh with Lucas and Julica's mom. Yeah, I forgot her name. Arnica. Arnica. So as far like it, correct me if I'm wrong, but he basically left his kids to follow his dream. To be yeah, musician. not vi- not very loyal, <laughs> not very loyal. But I would say, but that is pretty ambitious. I'd say it's more adventurous than it is that ambitious. Too. Yeah, I was gonna go yeah. adventurous, and then you said ambitious, and I'm like, wait. Which I'd one also say about? it takes a lot of courage and bravery to go out on stage, make a ton of music, and be confident in your craft on the daily. I'd right. also say it takes a lot of bravery, which, so, okay, I'm trying to go back, because to the truth episode, when they find out that um, Jagged Stone is uh, Luca's father, and after the, um, after the Akuma's defeated, and the effect is no longer on Jagged Stone, Luca does go up to him, and he's like, are you my father? And he's like, yeah, I am. And he's like, how come you left? He's like, because I was too lame to be a parent. It was like, like, he knew, like, on his own, like, I know I can't do this, and that's why I left. It was him being honest with himself, which, it sucks, but it was a- it, it's hard, because it's also kind of cowardly. But it is also- Because he didn't even try. It's brave to know that- it's brave to know what it is that you're capable of, and even braver to be honest about it. But yeah, it's also humility. cowardly. It's also cowardly that he didn't stay and care for his children. I will uh, say that he is the the loyal trait doesn't necessarily fall to his family, but to his music and his craft and his crocodile. I was gonna and say he's crocodile. definitely loyal to that crocodile. And it, it and also he's like his interactions with Marinette too, as like, you know, he's like this famous person, but he also treats Marinette as like an equal when it comes to creatives. Yeah. Like he has his, do you know who I am? I'm jagged stone moments, but he also has his like, I'm just like you guys. I'm just a regular person. I also go to the bathroom. I also eat, I also eat my food. Like, well, he, he treats Marinette as an equal. Yes. And I think that's because he respects her as an artist. Yeah they're on equal wavelength. So what are we what are we in between? Because I've got Gryffindor on my side. What do you guys I got, got Gryffindor? I don't really have one, so I will just go with the flow and agree with Gryffindor. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like he he fits into a few different categories. As do most. Yeah. But it's but then just there's like also not the enough. stuff that's working against him in yeah. being a Gryffindor. Because of, like, the cowardice that he did have, but being able to go back and um, try to give himself another chance to be a parent. And uh, Luca giving him a chance to be be a parent. Which, yeah. I'd say, I'd say, yeah, I'd say he's definitely a Gryffindor. Alright, Sporting Hat says it. Who's next? Next is Natalie. Ooh. Ooh. I'd say Ravenclaw. <laughs> Have you thought about this one? <laughs> well, I think that she is, I think it mo- mostly comes down to what she's driven by. She's like absolutely intelligent. She's definitely creative and clever, witty, and knowledgeable. 
Um, I think her, the next thing she could be would be a Slytherin. Yeah. But she doesn't have the drive to have power. She doesn't have the, like, the... She's definitely, like, ambitious and cunning, but it's not on behalf of herself, you know? Yeah, she's not like, out for herself. Like, like with what she's capable of doing, she could be the fucking president of France. Like, she's definitely capable. But she just is, like, it's it's not what she wants. So I think that her, the fact that she doesn't strive for power and more strives for, like, she, her... But she like, is resourceful. Yes, she definitely is resourceful. And determined. And I will say very determined. Yes, and absolutely. She, I would say that she is proud of herself and her abilities to do things. She doesn't, she doesn't, she usually doesn't, like, um, anytime... But she's it's not it's not the excessive Slytherin pride. That's one thing. It's like Slytherin pride is something that like it's very important to them. And she like Gabby expresses it more than she does, honestly. Like she might be proud of her craft. She might be proud of the work she does. She might be proud of the fact that she's helping. But the personality trait of proudness isn't really something that like sh like she sits in, you know? Like, a lot of these other characters may have not radiated some of the other traits in their house that they were chosen for, and they radiated more towards another, but they did fit the slot for other no, ones. No, that's true, but that's my thing, is I think that it, what it comes down to is what it is that drives her. And she's not driven by the 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 cunningness for power the drive for power the drive to not her like, power be the super villain she isn't seeking it for herself she's seeking it for someone else okay like, See, she's that's... capable i'm not saying she isn't capable of doing it if anything i think that makes her it would makes her more powerful that she's not that i don't consider her a slytherin because she is capable and she chooses not to so that's why i could you could also have the argument there that she'd be a hufflepuff because it's her Ooh. loyalty that's pushing her. And she's Funny. also insanely hardworking because she's the freaking assistant that does everything for not only Gabriel, but for Adrian too. She has and she's also, loyal to both of them. She has also had moments of kindness where she lets like lets shit go that Adrian's done or wanted. Yeah. And she's also very patient with him too, because you know she understands. That's that true. I'd need to child. have a lot of patience to deal with. Yeah, she all has of them. she has sympathy for him. And she's definitely dedicated because she is yeah, really dedicated. That to way you get the dedicated because that, that makes sense. Patient, fair, kind, and loyal. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say. Hmm. She's right. the evil Hufflepuff. <laughs> I'd, so she's a, I'd say she's a, um, an ambitious Hufflepuff. Yeah. Cause her drive right now is to help Gabriel. If that's exactly. not loyalty, I don't know what is. Exactly. Yeah. I yes, at, even at her own expense of her own health. So, yes. I'm off my Ravenclaw hill and I am on the Hufflepuff hill now. All right. All right. So, sorting hat, Hufflepuff. All right. All right. On to the next. Nadia. That's the reporter lady. I was going to say who the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> Is that is that a is that a Kwame? I don't know what that is. Now, I think because she is a character that's like always around, but we've only had really one episode that really focused on her that much, 
And that was the, uh, the, the one where she gets akumatized, where they do the interview. That one, I think, was definitely a bit of a Slytherin vibe because she was pushing for the views. She was pushing for her own success, even if it meant that Ladybug and Cat Noir got uncomfortable with the situation. Yeah, but that was also with akumatization, wasn't it? Or are you talking about in the interview itself? It was in, in the, the interview, interview itself. itself. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Hmm. She was doing what was necessary in that moment because her job was at stake. Yeah. yeah. I think she might be more towards a Ravenclaw. Yeah, I, I take issue with momentary... Like, when you momentarily express Slytherin traits... That's different than like your baseline of what you do. That's I think true. She, I think she would do do. I think she'd be more to do what was wise than she would be to do what was necessary. Because I think that she was put in a position where she needed to get views, and if she didn't get the views, she was going to get in trouble. Right. Which puts now, her in that position. Here's the question: too. the small child that Marinette babysits is her daughter. I know that kids can oftentimes have their own personalities, but can also reflect how a parent acts. That's true. So would there any be any way that the small child could tell us hints about how her mother acts around her? Or how she treats her in that sense? Because... Hmm. Well, she's a small child and they're hard to read. Yeah, right, because at that young... At that young, usually kids will reflect a lot of, like, how their parents will act or, like, mimic a lot of the things because they're still learning how to do things um, or how to become their own person. Well, I think the biggest thing we saw that comes to my mind right away was a puppeteer where they talk about um, the way her mom takes care of her. And how Marinette takes care of her. Because when Marinette's babysitting, uh, what's her name? Manol? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. She always gets her way. Yeah. Always. Until Alia convinces Marinette to say otherwise. Whereas when she's with her mom, she doesn't always get what she wants. Like with having the pu- the the dolls. Mom's like, no, you can't have the dolls. You already have enough. And then she takes it anyway. And then the mom yells at her about it. That's mm-hmm. how kids tend to be with the babysitter versus the parent, though. Like, if I can get away with it, I'm going to get away with it. Good. So, again, now, how did Nadia act after the akumatization? Like, when she found out that she was akumatized for this? I don't think they really she, touched upon her again. They did, because they went back to the interview. I believe they went back and did a different interview with a different subject, and she got higher ratings because Oh, of you're that. talking about, oh, you're going back to the other episode. Yeah, so she, I think at that point, it was that she did what was right, and she did a proper interview with, um, with Alia, and just talking about uh, Leva and Cat Noir, and actually talking about the truth about them, and not just, like taking stuff out of context and being like, oh, it's obvious you guys love each other. Would you say she did what was right or would she say she did what was wise? I think it was what was little, wise. Either either one. Because with this one, it was very clever of her to change the subject to something different. And, to th- and 
she's also a reporter. So then she was gathering knowledge for this. She wanted to know more. And the best person that knew more would be Alia from the Lady Blog, because clearly she's on scene half the time as well and can get up close and personal. So at that point, it's intelligent move on her part. And I th- I honestly believe it was she's Ravenclaw. Anybody I else think, got arguments? I think that's- I'd, I'd say she's a Ravenclaw. All right, sorting hat. Sorting hat says it. Next. Okay. Next is the self insert Tommy. <laughs> Why? Why would you do this to me? Why would oh, you do was, this to me? That was actually Chibi's idea. This feels like a personal attack. <laughs> Um, plot twist. He doesn't get a house. He's a muggle. <laughs> get wrecked, Thomas. Get wrecked. You're not even cool enough to go to Hogwarts. <laughs> you show up at the door, Professor McGonagall is gonna go, I think ah, she ah. died. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so are we just not gonna touch this one? <laughs> you could just call him a Slytherin and call it a day, but we have to talk about the insert. That would be an not- insult to Slytherins. <laughs> I ain't gonna drag <laughs> them down like that. Because we'd have to talk about the insert Tommy and not actual Tommy. I don't, yeah. even, I don't even know enough about that man to make a distinction. Are you sure about that? Yes! Yes, I am! That is a hill I am willing to die on. <laughs> <laughs> sort of yes says no! No, he's a muggle. I have recoiled away from the touch of that head. No, 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 <laughs> no. All right, so I'm just going to skip this one then. I guess so. I guess he's a muggle. I can't even, I can't even right. think of where, where I would put him. Where, where, where would he go? <laughs> All right, so what would gonna, I do with him? I'm going to make that one red just to do that. Okay. Well, no, where he's would I a put muggle. Him? That was great. I'm I sorry. Where the hell would I put him? No, and you want to know what? Yeah, he is a muggle because he's European. It's not. It's not from America, so it's not a no magi. He's um, a muggle. You do know where Hogwarts is, right? <laughs> yeah, Hogwarts is in England. It's European, it's therefore. <laughs> yeah, therefore he's a muggle because he's in Europe. If it was in America, he'd have to go to Ilvermorny, and then they, we'd call him a no magi. So if he was here, we'd be calling him a no magi. I have useless information. We need to move All right, on. Then. <laughs> All right. Clearly, clearly. Um, I'm gonna blame Chibi on this one. <laughs> Cause that was all Chibi's idea. He was like, no, I refuse. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next one should be a little better. Plague. Okay, alright. So I think Plague was definitely uh, a bit of a slower burn. Because for a little while, especially from my perspective on it, because like I said before, I was pretty indifferent to Plague as a character because he just seemed like a goofball and not really interested in whatever. His main personality trait was cheese. Yeah, exactly. So like it it was hard to pin to pin him down. But now like he's proven he cares. He absolutely cares about Adrian. Like like, the thing about, like, saving the world, that's not quite as important to him. It's Adrian. So would you say he's doing what's kind? I would say so. That whole Kiro Neko thing? Yeah, I he absolutely could have just found a new holder. 
Yeah, he absolutely could have just found a new holder, but I think Adrian means a lot to him, and he's loyal to Adrian. I don't. I can't really think of any other place he would um, go. His loyalty could also put him in Gryffindor because he'd definitely be courageous, bra- brave, adventurous, daring. I don't know about chivalrous. Tiki Tiki definitely seems uncomfortable around him. <laughs> <laughs> the chivalry. It's not chivalry. It's cheesery. He's also he's also kind of selfish. <laughs> yeah. Because like when when they go meet up with the other Kwamis in the Miracle Box, and he's like, I would have brought you guys cheese, but uh, I had to feed a cat with it. <laughs> and by cat, it was himself. Hufflepuffs are also not very fond of sharing food. So if they yeah. share food with you, it's a huge it's a huge thing. So I think that would make sense. He's a huff. He's a huff. All right, All right moving on. What the hell is a Hufflepuff? So now we got Tiki. Tiki Tiki. I want to say, because you know how many times in the entire um, series she says, you'll you'll figure out, what, like, you'll do what is right, or you'll figure out what's right. She says that exact quote, like, six times. She does say that. Yeah, a lot. she's very much about what doing what is right, and I'd say anything else would be doing what is wise. But uh, I definitely say doing what is right. Like the one time we've seen her get out of pocket was when she really wanted those sweets. Yeah, hmm. but that was that was like her losing control, which which you said earlier about the food. <laughs> it's a Hufflepuff vibe, but yeah, definitely a Hufflepuff vibe. Everything else about her, I think, is Gryffindor. I have definitely yelled at people the way she yelled at people about food. So I, I definitely relate to that. But I think she, yeah, I think she's always doing what is right. I think that is the base thing that drives her. Like as much as I could see Plague going behind everybody's backs to try to get Adrian and Marinette to reveal each other to each other. To like, to help them and to help Adrian. I can't see Tiki doing something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the distinction. She'll always be loyal to Marinette, but not at the expense of, uh, like, what she feels is right. Like, her morals. She won't do that. Right. Like I feel like, let's say her identity got revealed and everybody knew who she was. I think Tiki would be the one to say, I do, I do care about you, Marinette, but it's dangerous for me to stay. Yeah, I gotta go. Bye. Yeah. And as we're for Plague, it would be a lot harder for him to detach himself from Adrian. Yeah. If anything, I could totally see Plague being the one that if he like was forced to get a new holder, he would like literally say peace bitch and go hang out with Adrian. Probably if he couldn't even talk to him, he'd probably just like keep an eye on him too. Oh yeah, definitely. So Tiki's a Gryffindor? Yeah. Yeah. Gryffindor. All right. All right, moving on. The Celestial Guardian. Oh fucking I told you to put this one, didn't I? You did. I, so after thinking about this, I think he is a pretty hardcore Ravenclaw. Because I definitely, because he is, because when we first met him, he was a huge stickler for the rules. Are you banging on your desk? Sorry, I know. I need to not do that. But simply because of that, I would not put him as a Gryffindor. 
Right, because he's he's stuck to the rules. He doesn't really break them all that yeah. much. Yeah, so I would feel like that would be either Ravenclaw, maybe Slytherin. Yeah, it's not like power or pride or um, what is it that the Gryffindor is known for? Um, Shown an eh. anime protagonist. <laughs> it's not like those, the two things that Gryffindors like mostly run on isn't really what he runs on. Knowledge isn't, I wouldn't say like his base thing but like it's definitely a huge part of like not who he is more of but what he is like he's a he's a celestial guardian that's his whole job is knowledge so i like and it would make sense for him to have a personality that works along with that so i think he probably would be a ravenclaw as well like in his opinion when he wants the 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 miraculous to be revealed the holder to be revealed he thinks that's a wise decision it might not be to the rest of us, but he believes it's wise. Sorting hat. Says Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw. Yeah. All right, moving on. All right. Master Fu. Hmm. Definitely not a Ravenclaw. <laughs> Honestly, I think I had, I'm going to have to go find it, but I do believe I hear him say the exact quote, do what is necessary. I, I I've would, heard him say that. I would put him as either a Slytherin or a Gryffindor. I would actually. Go ahead, go ahead. Because of that thing where, like, he did not follow the customs, he did not follow the rules, because he thought they were way too strict, and he was still able to hold on to the Miracle Box for a hundred whatever years without really any issue. Until, of course, recent events. But... I think I, because he worked his way around the rules and was still able to do what he thought was right about taking care of things, I don't think that he would be a Ravenclaw at all. I do believe, though, he might lean more towards, like, a Hufflepuff, if anything, because he was very kind with Marinette and very patient with her. Unleashing a monster to go get you a snack from the kitchen is a 100 Hufflepuff thing to do. I just, I just gotta put that one. Up. <laughs> What's up with Hufflepuffs and food? <laughs> they really like food. Okay, their house is right next to the kitchen, so they can just sneak on down there. It's great. It's great. It's, it's a whole thing. It's the, the they don't share food. They'll share if they like if you meet a Hufflepuff and they share food with you. That means they like you. All right, that's it's great. It's absolutely great. But. He also gives me a lot of Hufflepuff vibes because he didn't necessarily want to become a guardian in the first place. Like, he was of age, it was convenient for his family, and that's kind of what happened. So, like, that's what went down. It wasn't something he chose for himself. So I don't really want to put him in the House of Knowledge because it, it, that isn't really what he runs on. What he seems to run on is, like, loyalty to his friends, his family... Like, he's incredibly loyal to Marionette and Adrian so much so that he's willing to just up and move out of the city to protect them and their, like, their lives. Yeah. So, would you say Hufflepuff? Yes, I would definitely say Hufflepuff. All right. The thing is, what you said, though, about being willing to move out of the city to keep them safe, I feel like that's a do what is necessary. Not, not necessarily kind. 
He's doing, if he was doing what was necessary, what was necessary would have been to take down Hawk Moth in the first place, would have, which is, or to stay there and make a stand against him, not to run. The whole reason he was running was to protect Marionette and Adrian, or at least in his mind, that's what he felt he was doing because he that's felt fair. he couldn't protect them. So the only way he could was by leaving and taking the miraculous with him. Hawk Moth would chase him then and not the kids. That's fair. Two kids that showed him incredible kindness and um, uh, fairness when he chose them in the first place. I definitely say that these are things that he runs on most, and that's what he looks for most in others because it's a part of himself as well. That's a good point. I like that. So, so, Sony Hat says Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. All right, on to the next. Uh, here's my side character pick, Alex. Hmm. So, Alex is really hard to pinpoint right now, but I think Bunnix shows who Alex is going to be. Because one of the things that we know about Bunnix is that at that point in time, she knows who Ladybug is, and Ladybug trusted her with this secret. And not only this secret... But just about every secret that goes through time. I'm definitely leaning on, like, the Gryffindor Hufflepuff side. Yeah, same. I'm definitely leaning towards uh, Gryffindor. Yeah, more so Gryffindor than anything. Because I think the do what is right, just with between Alex and Bunnix, really, like, strives for her. Um, plus, she's definitely driven by passion. Um definitely like plays into like their social stuff and external stuff that goes on that she pays attention to um loyal brave uh courageous definitely adventurous uh daring and chivalrous i i would i mean <clears throat> i'd say letting a dude who continuously wants to like try to beat you at everything continue to try i think that's very chivalrous shiver of her yeah I definitely Gryffindor for her. I concur. All right, Sorting Hat says All it. Right. Yeah, she does give strong uh, Hufflepuff vibes, but I think Gryffindor fits her better. I agree. Mm -hmm. On to the next. And here's uh, Coco's side character uh, pick, which I'm sure you would have picked even though you didn't tell me. Rose. I was going to say, I picked one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I knew you would have picked it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it would have been Rose or Julica. All right, Rose. Mm -hmm. Which side of the spectrum do you think she'd be on? The intelligence side or the friendship side? I definitely say friendship side. I agree. I think that that mm -hmm. is, I think friendship and loyalty are the two biggest parts of her. She All also right. seems like the kind of person that would not share snacks unless she was willing to like that she likes the person. <laughs> <laughs> Since we know that's a little headcanon of yours, let's I can... go with what we know. <laughs> so like I think, yeah, I'd say Hufflepuff. I think she's definitely like hardworking, dedicated, mm -hmm. patient, fair, kind, and loyal. She definitely has traits from other houses, but I think she checks off every single Hufflepuff box. Yeah, I think so too. That sounds right. All right. Hufflepuff it is. Alright. Andre Bourgeois. That's the mayor. Yes. I thought it was the ice cream man. 
I think they're both named Andre. <laughs> Why would they do that to me? I don't know. I think I'm going to put him in Hufflepuff. Why, I think Because he, he's a pushover? Yeah. No, because no. usually when he does things, like, I think of specifically of the time when Zoe came to the house. Zoe is not his daughter. That is not his daughter by marriage. That is not his daughter by birth. If anything, it's, his, it's technically his stepdaughter, I guess, if they're still married and all that. He had no reason to do what he did to show her that kindness, and he knew that if he did, Chloe was going to get mad at him, and he still did it, did it. Yes, you could say because it was the right thing to do, but I think it was because it was the kind thing to do. I think that he's definitely, uh, for example, the episode where he wanted to knock down all the trees in the park. Um, I think that he's definitely shown like that he is ambitious and that he is cunning and willing to do these things. But I think the fact that he has all this power and isn't a dictator, basically, shows that he, like, is kind. Because it's, to give a person, like, uh, to give a person natural power like that, not like a magical superpower, like a power over the people like that, and to not have them turn into a dictator speaks to what kind of a person they are, I, I mean, think, to personally. be fair, he did technically turn into a dictator. Yeah, smell a dictator, but that was because he was akumatized, <laughs> and I think that also should speak to a lot of things. I think so, also being, like, even not right away, because they said there were the trees, and then there were also the space trash cans, where they were oh, decisions yeah. that he thought was right. <laughs> Yeah, but no one else agreed with him. But yeah. he did eventually like see their side of the argument. I and I'd say he's definitely uh, he tries to be fair, but he like he's loyal to his family, so he tries to be fair. But when Chloe comes in, he's loyal to Chloe first. Yeah. yeah. So I definitely say he's like a Hufflepuff to a fault. All right, I think that's fair. So Hufflepuff, it is on to the next. Uh, here's another uh, curveball. Harry Clown. Oh my god. That's the one episode from the Psych Median episode. Yep. But I think we got a lot from him in that episode. So I think we could do something with that. And we got nothing. <laughs> I kinda, well, I kind of, I, I am in between H Hufflepuff and Gryffindor, I think. I'd like to put him in Slytherin, honestly, because he does seem ambitious, but the, the pride, the, um, resourcefulness and the what is it yeah inclined towards leadership don't really seem to be like huge personality mm -hmm. things for him no. uh loyalty bravery and what am i looking for in hufflepuff here hard working and uh and patient i think those are two things that are uh, huge so i think that's why i'm in between gryffindor and hufflepuff i mean it is pretty courageous to get up on stage absolutely he's also a creative individual and witty that's true. That's true. There's another one where he fits a lot of categories. You definitely have to be intelligent to be a comedian. Yeah. You can't just be stupid and say stuff. Well, <laughs> that's when you become okay. that's when you become low random. <laughs> yeah. Wait, here's here's the question though. Which one is he driven for? Is he driven yeah. to make friends and people laugh, or is he driven by knowledge? I'd say he's probably yeah. He's definitely more driven to make friends and make people laugh. I think just to make people happy in general. So Which is say... more of a do what's kind, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. 
I think if we were to see him again and he was put into an opportunity where he would need to be courageous and brave or adventurous, daring like that, to to be a hero essentially, to be someone that we look up to like that, I think that he would be a Gryffindor. But in his current state, I think that loyalty to his friends and the people that he's met and his craft, I think, is what drives him. So I think it'd be a Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. All right. What's next? All right. This is the second to last one. Uh, Jessica Keens. That's the girl, Sparrow, from the New York special. Ravenclaw. Why? Because right, she was a bird? <laughs> Actually, no, I didn't even think of that. But, uh, I mean, it was an instant, it was an instant say, but it, she, she's pretty wise for her age. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, she's definitely ambitious, I guess. So, but not inclined towards leadership. Um, definitely cl- clever, witty, and definitely knowledgeable. Um, both of like the ins and the outs of being a superhero. Like, yeah, like she, she has, she lives in both worlds. I, she also, when when approached by the guardian of the miraculouses, she's like, "Let's make a new group of holders." She was like, "This is this is the idea that we're going with." Yeah, she was the one who said, "Let's make holders instead of giving it back." Versus what the guardian wanted to do, which was to take it back and put it in the box and shut it away forever. Which could be an ambition thing, but I think that is, I think that's more of to do what's wise. Yeah. Than it is to do what's necessary. I think that was more of a wise choice. So, yeah, I, I can see right I think if her. she was like a little bit more ambitious, like hardened, like, um, like she's a prodigy of basically the Batman character. So, yeah. Uh, if she was more like hardened, like a Batman character, I would probably put her in Slytherin. But I think the doing what's wise is really speaking to me when it comes to this character. All right. So I'm going to put in a counter argument here. I think that she can make a really strong Gryffindor just because of her character arc in the New York special. Because started out as a sidekick, uh, wanted to help in any way, in any way possible. But Batman don't remember what the hero's name was, but it was probably like, hawk or something like that (laughs) but um they're like no you're too young for this and they're like how am i supposed to become a hero if you never give me the chance kind of like a hercules vibe um but then after like the falling out of like them disobeying and then messing up and cat noir almost killing the robot girl well did kill the robot girl but then she got brought back but then when all hope was lost and all of the heroes got uh, affected by the, the Eagle Miraculous, she was like, okay, everyone is, uh, everyone's uh, not able to help right now. It is, we are literally the only hope that this place has. So at that point, it was doing what was right because, yes, it was still technically her going off on her own when she wasn't allowed to do but she had to do it in order to save New York. Like, part of it was um, the robot girl, Uncanny, that's it, convincing her to do so, but it didn't take a whole lot of convincing to get her to do so. She wanted to help. Yeah, I think you might be right. And then and then once she did that, and, um, and Batman spoof uh, admitted they were wrong, 
that's when I think that she was able to start taking up that leadership role. So I think this could be a scenario of starting out as a Gryffindor, but having a really strong potential to be a Slytherin or a Ravenclaw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Gryffindor was the foundation. I mean, I, a lot of the stuff that I said can definitely be applied to Gryffindor House, so I think she probably is a Gryffindor. It helps that I watched this special again recently. Right. So this is pretty fresh in my mind. <laughs> yeah. So I think I do think you're right. I think she is a Gryffindor. If you want to have her be a Ravenclaw later, that's also fine. But I, I do think it makes a lot of sense for her to be a Gryffindor throughout. I'll put down potential Ravenclaw, but I'll put her in Gryffindor. Gotcha. If we can see more of her, I think it would be cool too. Oh, yeah. And who's our last character? Uh, that would be Faye from the Shanghai special. She's oh. the one that got the uh the special not Kawami Kawami. The the dragon pendant, whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah, that gives her like yeah, um, the element. The, the different the animal superpowers. I know it has a spe- specific name. Fuck, it's gonna kill me. I don't remember. This one's not quite as fresh in my mind. I only saw it once the prodigious. You know, a while ago. Prodigious prodigious. The, the prodigious. I <laughs> think I would put her in Slytherin. She's got street smarts, uh, she's ambitious, she's cunning, she isn't, uh, well, I would say that she is inclined toward leadership, she's just really never been in the position where she could have that kind of power. She wanted to, like, take over the temple, that was yeah. her thing, was to become the, like, I guess the leader of the temple. Yeah, so she's definitely, protector. definitely proud. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in the Slytherin way that I've talked about before. Definitely determined. And definitely resourceful. And I think do what is necessary uh, speaks to her a lot. I'm looking over yeah, the rest of the She definitely now. does get that do what is right vibe when she decides to help Marinette rather than uh, tend to her own needs by getting... I think because she took the earrings, didn't she? She was the one that took them back. Yeah, she well, she took the earrings from Marinette and then grabbed them back and swapped them out. Yeah, that was it. So, so she, that she did get a vibe of doing what was right, but I think Slytherin I think you can still yeah, I think you can still do what is necessary and still do what is right at the same time. Yeah, that's I think fair. I think that for her, doing what is necessary is something that is constantly changing. Doing yeah. what is necessary for her and doing what is necessary for the good sometimes are the same. It's yeah. kind of like how when we thought with Chloe, how we were like, well, if at this point she would be a Gryffindor, but if she had the development that in the beginning she would be a Hufflepuff. I think for her, she is definitely Slytherin, but I believe that maybe at some point like especially now that she has the prodigious things could be changing with her and she has the potential to become a Gryffindor. Well, but. I mean, I still think that like you can be ambitious, cunning, inclined towards leadership and still be brave and courageous and adventurous. I just think that she is guided more by reason than she is passions and guided more mm-hmm. by um what is necessary to do more than what is like right to do what is wise to do or what is kind to do she'll fall back on these things once she realizes she fucked up but she's still gonna go back to being ambitious and cunning that's not just gonna disappear because suddenly the world's been kinder to her you know what i I mean mean? so like even in the the special alone she 
was the reason why she was stealing the things from Marinette was to get money because this guy had the promise of being able to help her. Yeah. Um, I forget for what reason. Like, she knew it was wrong, but she still did it. And I think that's where it comes into doing what is necessary. I think there's been a few times once she got the necklace or the, uh, the pendant that she did what was necessary, even though it might have been at, like, the cost of herself. Oh, my God, my cats are fighting again. <laughs> I And then throughout the... Um the storyline from what I can remember because I haven't seen it in so long at the end of it she had a hard time uh, taking the dragon form which I forget what the dragon form was but I think you couldn't have like revenge be your thing like if your intent was revenge you couldn't use the dragon I think that's which what it was is definitely something a Gryffindor would do but I can absolutely see a Slytherin being needing to get over that revenge and still being a Slytherin. Because in order to get over that revenge wasn't necessary wasn't for her necessarily to do what was right. It was to do what was necessary in order to obtain the dragon to defeat the foe. Exactly. All right. So sorting hat? Slytherin. All, All right. right. So that was the last one. So you guys want me to name off the list real quick before we get to our last uh, last section of this video or this podcast. What was the question? I'm sorry, I blacked out. So, you want me to <laughs> name off who was on what list again before we move on to our last segment? Yeah, let's just quick recap. All right, so Gryffindor, we had Marinette, Chloe, Jagged Stone, Tiki, Alex, and Jessica. Hufflepuff, we had Adrian, Nino, Luca, Mark, Natalie, Plague, Master Fu, Rose, Andre, and Harry Clown. Ravenclaw, we had Child Gabriel, Alia, uh, potentially older Felix, Nadia, the Celestial Guardian, and potentially older Jessica. And Slytherin, we had Gabriel, Felix, Lila, Kagami, and Faye. All right. And a lot of Hufflepuffs. <laughs> yeah. We'd be Hufflepuffing it up. Hufflepuff also just happens to be the house where they'd be sticking people. They don't know where else to put people. <laughs> that's exactly what I told Chibi earlier. <laughs> yeah, that's not, it's not a lie. That's also what they did. That They did that in the books, too. Trust me. All right. So now These here students comes that to... got older and they're like, where the hell am I? Here comes to the next conclusion of this is now we get to sort ourselves and each other into houses. So let's start with you, Annie. Me and Coco will try to put you in a house. and see if we got it right based off of your Pottermore results. Did you take the test? I've taken the test several times. I've gotten different answers, but I will tell you which right. one I got the most. <laughs> right. So, Coco, let's go. <laughs> Ravenclaw. What's your reasoning? Because we've taken the test multiple times and we've gotten multiple different answers. <laughs> <laughs> what? Which, depending on your reasoning, could make you a Slytherin or a Ravenclaw. So. <laughs> I think okay. I think it definitely depends. So you're definitely on the intelligence side of of the board here. Yes, absolutely. So here's the uh, here's the it. other thing cuz you and I have never met in person. This is true. So you don't know me very well. Nope, not at all. <laughs> this is just based on the podcast that we've done in the past. <laughs> yeah, the few conversations we've had, the podcast, this is it. Yeah. <laughs> I am still confident in this choice. Okay. I'm probably wrong, but I'm still confident in this. I Okay. I will I will say that I am as I'm reading through here I am 
sort of leaning on the intelligence side as well. Like you, you give me a lot of like, you come to conclusions by going through like what you know, what you don't know, like the knowledge that you have firsthand, then you would go through secondary, which you don't know. Um, like you seem like a smart person. Um, you seem like an inc- a creative person, witty, knowledgeable, clever. Uh, a lot of the people I've met in person who are Slytherins are assholes, and you don't give me that energy, so... Thank you. <laughs> that could be... And I'm not saying that every Slytherin is an asshole. I am saying that people who I've met in my life find out they're Slytherins, and they use that as an excuse to be psychopaths. <laughs> that is incorrect. You don't get to do that. You are wrong. Um... But you do give me, like, Im- like I am definitely get ambitiousness from you, and I could see you being a leader of some sort. Like, you, like in a good way, you give me, like, leader of the group in school projects or, like, giving the leader information. Like, you're assisting in the leadership in some way. So, like, there are Slytherin traits about you, but I, I definitely, within the, like, uh, emotional intelligence span of things, I think you're more on the Ravenclaw side. Like, you have a good balance of all of the things. I will say, I... Going through college with you, I don't remember being in a lot of classes with you. But what I, I think we were do, too far apart to really have any classes together. But we did yeah. hang out a lot. From what I do recall, you like when it came to the at least the art classes because that's where I mostly saw you. You kept pushing through classes um, and kept going with it, and. I would say that that is very, like, I will point out, though, now, that that is, like, adventurous and courageous of you. Because you went through the college starting out, and I remember, like, the first time I met you and saw some of your art, it's definitely increased in quality since then. So I would definitely say you're, like, with the creativity thing, and... Most people in your shoes, if they had struggled with art, would leave college. But you kept going with it. So I think you did what was wise for you. And you got that knowledge that you needed to progress. Okay, so does that mean you're both saying I'm Ravenclaw? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what are you? So, again, I've taken the test a few times. There's (laughs) one house that I never scored in, and that was Ravenclaw. (laughs) Wow, interesting. So you've scored in all the other three. I've scored in all the other three. I've got Slytherin once. So what do you get the most then? The most I've gotten was Gryffindor. I've gotten Hufflepuff a few times, but I've mostly gotten Gryffindor. Interesting. Because... The Ravenclaw thing, I'm I'm very average when it comes to book smarts. I think my cleverness and wittiness have only really improved since I went to college because I definitely was not that person in high school. <laughs> See, I only ever but, met you in college, so Yeah. And as far as I'm aware with Hogwarts, don't you like appear there as like a kid? You're so, there you start at eleven. 
here's here's the other thing. This the way the sorting hat works is the sorting hat is kind of like a future teller. It reads what you are going to be. Yeah. So it it makes sense for you. Like they that's why they make the make fun of the Hufflepuff house because everyone just tosses everybody else in there. But eventually those kids find out, like, yeah, this is where I'm supposed to be. Um it makes sense that yeah, it, it it I think it means that instead of your brain being driven a lot by logic, it's driven a lot by social understanding. Yeah. Which is a big difference between Ravenclaws and Gryffindors. Uh, but it's also like they get along the most, I think, also. Uh yeah. so that's that's also very interesting. I love so that I'm... we both were like Ravenclaw. <laughs> yeah. So like, my my Slytherin aspect, I know come my like of all the things that are there. Like yes, I've done like I was a peer leader in college, so I did have a leadership role at one point. And your your action your depiction of me about like taking the leading group projects and stuff that is a hundred percent spot on. <laughs> I always took the lead, but it wasn't because I was a good leader. It's that everyone knew I would do my part. Gryffindor, yep, yeah. But the other yep. thing that gets me in a Slytherin thing is my determination. But it's not really to, like, reach a goal. It's just the fact that I'm very competitive. We probably get to see very a more relaxed side of you versus uh, how you are on the day-to-day. Yeah. That's probably why yeah. the distinction. We get to see the relaxed. Like, yeah. I am pretty sure that if me and you had more classes together. You probably would have seen a lot more of me. Of, yeah. Of, uh, I know that we like we would hang out, but it would be like in the lounge, surrounded by a bunch of people. So it would be influenced by friendships, and then influenced by who was hanging around. Yeah. So because like, because you never saw me, because like I played tennis in college. I did ultimate frisbee for a little while in college. So like I was on. Teams. I didn't even know you Indiv- did sports. I did. Yeah, the, I know my first the sports my that would change my answer. Of, my first two yeah. years of college, I did tennis, but I had to quit for personal reasons. If I knew and you I did, did ultimate sports, frisbee. I fr- I didn't even know you did sports. So yeah, that yeah. would have changed everything if I had known. And then I also did humans versus zombies. Which I don't remember if you did that. Okay, everybody but. did HVZ. There was yeah, like all the all the nerds did it. it. There were like ten people who didn't. All but right, I you was didn't also, do HVZ rule loser. I was <laughs> I was also the vice president of Humans vs Zombies, so I was also like the keeper of rules. <laughs> so I was the like the keeper of the rules, and you sticked by the rules. Yeah, so that that mm. did that also kind of puts me in a Ravenclaw vibe, isn't it? Huh. <laughs> Yeah, but um, a, a Gryffindor or a Ravenclaw. Even though I never tested it a Ravenclaw, so I will say it's the really Hufflepuff, funny. the Hufflepuff part of me. Um, I've been told to my face by strangers that I'm the most I've I'm the most patient woman they've ever met. That's true. <laughs> true. Because when you deal with in a me store, on a constant basis, no, it's not you. It's, it's <laughs> it is the boyfriend. Because it's understandable. He has to go and do a lot of work, and I'm usually there with him. Like we go out, and he's like working with people on his like like buying and selling collection stuff, and I have no part in that. So I just kind of have to stand there and wait. But like I make the most of it by just like looking around or listening to their conversation. I just wait, and I've gotten really freaking good at it that people have noticed. <laughs> You mean random ass people come up to you in public and they're like, you know what? You're really good at waiting around. Yeah. Yeah. What 
the hell? Because they would look, because they'd watch and see my boyfriend <laughs> doing this deal with the, with the person running the store. And they'd see me just standing there and watching. And they're like, she's a woman and she's doing this. <laughs> How is she doing this? <laughs> That's too funny. Oh, yeah. I've gotten that. But right, um, are we are you are we ready to move on? Yeah, I think so. But I, I didn't want right. really to talk about like what I think may be Gryffindor, but I think it's basically just the sense of like I think the big thing for me was near the end of high school was me no longer giving a shit about what people thought of me. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> how you find yourself. Yeah. So I think that that's where the Gryffindor part shines, where like I was I was able to like the the daring adventurous part of me was like I don't give a shit about what you guys think I'm gonna be do- true to myself right, and so I think that's the right thing to do. Here's the next question: When was the last time you took the test? Yes, that's also what I'm wondering. I took it. I want to. I definitely took it at least once within the past year. Hmm. But I don't remember if it was Gryffindor. I know. Minecraft trader noises. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it again later today. Maybe I'll get a different result. All right. All right. I think most of the times I took it, it was in college, but I know I took it somewhat recently. All right. It was probably so, either Hufflepuff or Gryffindor. I don't remember which one. Sorry, that was long. Now, let's let's see. Should I be next in the line, or should we yeah, do let's, Coco? Let's do you next. All right. I'm curious. <laughs> Hit it. Motherfucker, I don't know. You got to choose. Again, you, you knew me in high school, and Annie knew me in college. So again, you you fit a lot of boxes. <laughs> you fit a lot of boxes, and I think I think you you'd be a Gryffindor, just an aggressive one of that. <laughs> like you're a Gryffindor, you're aggressive about your Gryffindor nafs, like. I can't even, there's a, there's a char- character in Harry Potter I could compare it to, and I can't even think of him right now, but, like, it's aggressive. <laughs> like, the first time I met you, you were immediately, like, you might not have been entirely sure of who you were, but you didn't let that stop you from doing a damn thing. <laughs> I think the not first interaction I had thing. with you was, hi, my name is Chibi, and you're like, hi, my name is Kayla, and I go, I'm not gonna remember that. You have chocolate brown hair, your name's Coco. Yep. Yeah. And you took your spoon and you dug it into your jar and your towel and you stuck it out to me and you're like, you want some? And I was like, I like this one. This one's fun. So you shared, you instantly shared food with me. So you can't be a Hufflepuff. <laughs> it's the first thing you did. So either you really like me and you're trusting or you're not a Hufflepuff because you shared food with me. So... <laughs> Um, and obviously, you're a very creative individual. You're definitely a creative individual, but like knowledge isn't necessarily what drives you. Your creativity is more what drives you, which is yeah. a passion thing, which could be more of a Ravenclaw thing. Huh? You're an enigma, my friend. You're di- <laughs> you're divergent. Yeah, literally, you're divergent. <laughs> that's where they, they. Then again, that's where they put the Hufflepuffs. So. Hmm. <laughs> But again, the food, if you're sticking by the food thing, because if I'm not sticking by the food thing, I think I would put you as either. Oh, God. Actually, no, I don't know. I think I'd put you as either a Gryffindor or a Ravenclaw. 
but I'm yeah, leaning, like, I'm leaning towards Gryffindor. Like I want to say you're patient, but I feel like that'd be lying. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're definitely fair when you need to be. <laughs> 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 like I, I'm definitely not gonna like put you on a jury and ask you for an impartial judgment if that's what we're saying. So, <laughs> um. I don't know. I think you'd probably be more in the Gryffindor. I think, like, you definitely have a lot of traits from other houses. But I think, like, loyalty to your friends and loyalty to your ideals that you stick by, I think, is, like, your running point. I think your big thing is you're not afraid to share your passions. And I think that's a big reason why we're all here in the first place doing this podcast together. I brought you guys here. Yes, you pulled us in. This is true. Because you, because literally what the introduction to the show was you coming to the lobby or the lounge with your laptop and be like, guys, let's watch this show. (laughs) And the one video. Yeah, and that one video. Hooked Hooked instantly. All right, so Sorting Hat, what's your final? uh... I say Gryffindor. I agree. All right, and what I got on the Pottermore test? Gryffindor. Yeah! I am not surprised. I only took it once, and I took it back in high school, so clearly nothing's changed. It's possible that it's changed. Well, but I got I got the same vibe from you after knowing you in college, so. Now, like so I said, you're go. just, you're an aggressive, I'd say you're like a, you're like a Gryffindor and a Slytherin. Like, you've got some traits, but you're not going to use it to dominate the world, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Dominate the art space, maybe. Certain fandoms, most definitely. The world has a lot of work. Yeah. All right. right, So, is it it my turn now? It is now the sorting hat's turn to be sorted. (laughs) I wonder. I it's this is incredibly easy. So I wonder how this is gonna go. My gut. My gut says Slytherin. No, hear me out. Hear me out. out. Really? She she has said before, blood thicker than water, but you steal my tater tots. I'm gonna kill you. (laughs) Oh, that's true. You did. She had the food thing. Giving me Hufflepuff vibes there. (laughs) And I will say that back in high school, when I started being mean towards a particular person, Coco literally snapped at me and said, I understand that you're going through some shit, but you are not allowed to come to me to bitch about my friends. Do not talk to my friends like that. Uh, It was more of I refuse to be put in a position that would make me choose between the two of you. But you also, you literally snapped at me that way. I did put my foot down because someone needed, I believe that to be a true friend, you need to tell your friend when they're doing something wrong. Oh, 100%. You you don't get to coast off and say, like, I met, there was a, a specific situation in high school where someone I knew was doing all kinds of wrong things. And the girl that claimed to be her best friend just supported her throughout the entire thing. And it just put an awfully bad taste in my mouth. You need you to be a true friend is to know and to call someone out when they are doing wrong and be confident that that person is still going to be your friend. If you can't do that, well, then cut them the hell out and get rid of them. So would you say that you were fair to others? (laughs) (laughs) in my own world in my own way i'd say so (laughs) so i i know that like like how i fit into other categories with things i know that you can be witty (laughs) and you are are clever 
You I also are you are determined when you get your 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 head in the correct space. When you when you are determined on something, you go for it. Pull okay. out that depression fog, and I'm good. I will say that you are loyal to your friends. To a um, fault. But you are also hardworking and very patient, considering that you want children. <laughs> <laughs> you poor thing. After <laughs> raising three sisters, I still am like, everyone in my family is like, so you don't want kids, right? And I'm like, why would you assume that? Whatever That's another would you come thing. to that distinction? Having three sisters and still loving them. Very patient person. Uh, you are very kind, too, because even though there, there are times where I've been a, a total shitlord, you still would like to be my friend and are still giving me chances to be a friend and still keep me in your life, even though you have specifically said that if, you know, somebody's bothering you in your life and you don't want them there, you'll cut them right out. My love has boundaries, not conditions. There's a difference. So but I'm are, leaning. Are, yeah, we're making our guesses. I'm heavily leaning towards Hufflepuff, especially well, I, about that tater tot comment. I do I do <laughs> want to explain myself a little bit regarding the Slytherin thing. Go it's ahead. Definitely by no means that I think you're evil. No, I that. <laughs> I'm very interested in that. Because here's the couple things that from the conversations we had, here's the couple things that I've learned about you. When you're very passionate about something, you show it. Oh yeah. You absolutely show it. <laughs> and even even if it me even if people disagree with you, you are oh, not yeah. afraid you're not afraid to make your point. And I think that is a Slytherin Gryffindor mix, but I think it leans towards Slytherin. Yeah, and I'm then, incredibly proud. <laughs> and the other thing that I've I've found out about you is that you're not afraid to listen to other people's opinions because you're not afraid to get different perspectives on something. And I think that that can build someone's street smarts. Street smarts. Because it does it, it gives you a better understanding of the world, which does also give you a Ravenclaw vibe to me. Mm-hmm. But from what Chibi said about you, I have to I'll have to double down and say Hufflepuff because it seems like you check a lot more of those boxes than you do the other three. Because like you could also say that determination and proud uh, with uh, uh, her passion with certain things like like uh the victorious stuff like when you find <laughs> anything that you need to soak in for information you are just dedicated to that specific thing speaking of which i got three hours left on that video <laughs> <laughs> dedication most dedication. people would have left that being like this is useless information and then it continued is. on it is a hundred percent useless and i am here for it well, so. you're both correct. I am. I have taken the test seven times. I have gotten a Hufflepuff every single time. Hey. Wow. I, uh, I, I even took, there is a test that someone made that uh, it's like a real deep dive deep into it, uh, deep into your personality, and I still got a Hufflepuff. So I am a continual Hufflepuff. I've been a Hufflepuff all my life. Um, I Hufflepuff real hard, real aggressively. With every part of my being. <laughs> a, I, uh, you know, uh, I, I love how the food thing is what got me to really you know, it's, it's very specific. It's very, if I share food with you, that means I like you. It's a very specific Hufflepuff thing, which is really funny. Like, I don't know how J.K. Rowling got that out of everything else. 
Like, but the fact that these people who are incredibly loyal, hardworking, and care a lot about their friends will absolutely not share food, and their their common room is right next to the kitchen. I also I like how know who in her life influenced this choice. Didn't it take like a year for us to share the jar, Natilla? Other than like, if it was your jar, you it, it like, yeah. took a while to share. Yeah, eventually did. We had separate jars. We had separate jars for a while, and then we finally were like, you know what? I think we can share food. I think it would be fine. So something else I just realized. So I don't know if actually, yeah, the um, the house ghosts, Hufflepuff's house ghost. The fat fryer. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he like that? Is it because he <laughs> likes food? <laughs> Look, the common room is literally right next to the kitchen. You can sneak <laughs> down and go into the kitchen. The only people who are in there are the house elves, and they are not going to stop you from taking food. We are sneaky little food whores. That's exactly what we be doing. We like plants and we like food. <laughs> You know, now that I'm thinking about the food thing, at like, hear me out. Okay. You remember that one episode when uh, Adrian was with Marinette and they were playing the video games? The dad kept bringing in food and Adrian is like, oh, food? Yeah. Every then- single time. Yep. Yeah. And his expressions when Marinette's like, stop, we're playing a game. We can't He's like, oh, that. He's but- like, so sad. Yep. <laughs> Keep you liking that food. All about the food. All right. Well, I think that will conclude our uh, sorting of the Hogwarts houses here. This was, this was fun. I enjoyed that. That was a lot of fun. It was a blast. All right. We'd like to thank you all for tuning in to another episode. And we'll be back again next week. Yeah, and, thanks and, for listening. And don't forget to tweet at us with your opinions about who you thought might have gone in different houses or what yeah. characters you think should have gone in specific houses. Did we miss any characters? Tell us. I mean, we definitely did, yeah. but we had we can only do so many. It's we'll, true. We only we'll have post so the uh, the photos that we used for reference for the Hogwarts houses, and we will post our list to the Twitter. So be sure to follow along on the Twitter to get those updates and to. Share your thoughts. Can't wait to hear from you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Hey, Miracles. Did you know we have a Twitter? You can follow us at the Ladypod Pals. Keep up to date on episode releases, polls, artist highlights, hot tea, and your thoughts. Reach out to tell us your thoughts, feelings, or ideas. Once again, you can follow us on Twitter at the Ladypod Pals.